This program is made possible by FortFamily.com F-O-R-T-F-A-M-L-Y Because there is no I in family. And with local contributions from listeners like you. Thank you. Last time on Midwestern Pulp. Uncle Rob is my father's oldest friend. Rob has recently moved back to town after a stint in Buffalo, New York, working with an improvisational modern dance troupe. Rob's snake, Michael, was a full-grown female red-tailed boa constrictor. And Rob's mother's dog, Rhonda, a yippy little Yorkie-looking dog, every time we go to Uncle Rob's, my brother and I spend 15 to 30 minutes perusing Rob's grandmother's collection of movies. My brother and I alert my parents to the movie of our choice, and we hunker down into our beanbag chairs. Uncle Rob enters, mouse in hand. Do one of you boys want to feed Michael? There was one glaring change of the absence of one very large snake. As my mother, brother, and I wave our goodbyes from the van, I realize that what was missing from our typical goodbyes at Uncle Rob's, the presence of one very small, very yippy dog named Rhonda. I'm Mick Fox. With me, as always, is Molly. And this is Midwestern Pulp. Tommy and Tammy. Tommy and Tammy Thompson are the proprietors of Toledo's premier suburban-style aerobics studio slash car wash. Why does something like that exist, you might ask? Well, Tommy's dad, Big Tom Thompson of Thompson Builders and Development, built a series of strip malls in the early 90s. After getting the real estate licenses revoked and going to prison, Tommy and his wife Tammy decided to get in on the family business. And by get in on the family business, I mean that when Tommy's mother Brenda and Big Tom got divorced, Brenda ended up with the shopping plaza on the corner of Central Avenue MLK and gave all the managing rights of said plaza to Tommy and Tammy just to spite Big Tom. Big Tom knew that his son Tommy was, well, Tommy's an idiot. You laugh at that? You like the delivery? Yeah. Yeah, continue, sorry. (laughs) His whole situation in those days wasn't far from the 1994 film Tommy Boy starring Chris Farley. The physical resemblance is uncanny and the level of idiocracy isn't far off. So when the movie came out, it didn't take long for people to start making comments. The comments got so out of hand that Tommy began to build up a world in his head where he was a well-respected, well-spoken businessman with all sorts of good things going on. He started carving little figurines on the back of his deck, back of the deck of his house, maybe his only real skill, and physically building his ideal world on a ping-pong table in his basement. He called it Tommyland. He was a real visionary and declared this often randomly to himself. Despite it being an equally eccentric piece of work, Tommy Thompson's Tommyland is not a reference to the Tommy Lee memoir, Tommyland. When questioned about this at a later date, Tommy Thompson will happily tell anyone without doubt or sense of exaggeration that Tommy Lee stole the title of his book from him and based some of the stories in the memoir on pieces of Tommy Thompson's own life. Incredible. As I type this out, I realize that Tommyland, and maybe Tommy himself, seems sad. As I read that last paragraph back, I feel for Tommy. I empathize with them. Empathize. I empathize with them. This I, is going to be a long Is this going to be sloppy? Buckle up. Buckle up, buckaroo. I empathize with them, I think. You want to read that paragraph back? Okay, read that little bit back. As I type this out, I realize that Tommyland, and maybe Tommy himself, seems sad. 
As I've read that last paragraph back, I feel for Tommy. I empathize with him, I think. Maybe under different circumstances, maybe Tommy has unspoken potential. I think, you got this, Tommy. Don't let people bully you. Tommy Land can be your reality. But that's my overly optimistic Midwestern millennial mindset showing. That's the, if you work hard enough in this world, you can do anything garbage that they used to teach us in the, in the 90s. But if I'm going to be realistic here, if I'm going to be honest, Tommy's a bad guy. He's not Chris Farley's character in the movie. This guy forges checks from people's dead grandparents. This guy steals lumber off of construction sites and hangs around long enough to shit in the porta johns. This guy eats grapes while he walks around the grocery just to leave the empty grape stems sitting in some random shelf next to some potato chips. This guy definitely leans his seat back on the airplane, so don't feel bad for Tommy. On top of his traditionally slimy behavior, Tommy will occasionally take his Tommyland fantasies into the real world. He'll talk about his businesses and his portfolios. He'll throw around vocabulary that the real Tommy has barely even heard before. He speaks so confidently in this state that people who have never heard him before or met him before are impressed. And people who have only met him a few times before may second-guess themselves on their preconceptions of Tommy Thompson. He's got loans that way. He's gotten investors that way. He's been charged with fraud that way. He's represented, him. He's represented himself in court that way. Don't feel bad for Tommy. Now, Tammy's a different story. I'm just kidding. She might be worse than Tommy. Tammy is the fifth of six sisters. Tiffany, Tina, Tanya, Trisha, Tammy, and Tommy. Tammy's twin sister, Tommy, not to be confused with her husband, Tommy, with a Y, would say that they're both the fifth sister. But Tammy's the type to really emphasize the, back the fact that she was born three minutes before. She'll tell you that she's the fifth, even though her sister, Tommy, says that they're both the fifth, despite the fact that if you're just meeting her for the first time and you have no reason to know or care about her or her twin sister, she'll lose... <laughs> I'm going to read it back. She's loose like that with all sorts of information, but never anything useful. She could monologue at a brick wall, then be flabbergasted that the wall didn't respond positively to what she said. I've seen her make eye contact with a mannequin in the suiting section of a department store before. She's the type to be aroused by furniture or vehicles or vegetables. She loves monogrammed bags and animal print shoes and bitching to her new hairdresser about her old hairdresser. She's had the same hairdresser for 27 years, Connie. You know Connie. Connie's the best. But Tammy's a freak, and despite all her wildly specific characteristics, I could drive up I-75 right now, throw a handful of peanut shells out the window between Lima and Toledo, and I'll probably hit at least nine Tammies. Tammies are everywhere. But our particular Tammy is special. Our Tammy, Tammy Thompson, has a photographic memory. Now, I'm sure when you talk to Tammies in your life, they'll tell you crazy shit like this too. And you'll blow it off because she's wild and it doesn't matter. The first time I hear about this photographic memory, I thought the same thing. Classic Tammy, telling everyone she's the real fifth sister, even though her twin sister says that they're both the fifth, and she saw this hot guy at the store who's actually a mannequin, and she's got a photographic memory, and her last hairdresser was crazy, blah, 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 blah. But Tammy Thompson has an honest-to-goodness photographic memory. The only reason it hasn't gotten her into trouble is that people don't take anything she says seriously, and rightfully so. Like I said, she's a freak. But with a memory like hers, she could really do something in this world. She could be a spy. She could be a codebreaker. Hell, she could hang around Toledo and work at Channel 4. They'd be better off paying her to drink white wine and shit talk rather than do any real investigative reporting. While I imagine her memory 
could be used for good. The only thing Tammy Thompson's memory is known for is the Toledo Tech Fizzle of 1998. In the thick of the dot-com bubble and the height of America Online, Tammy and Tommy, her husband, not Tammy's sister Tommy, decided that they, along with everybody else, should get out. It <laughs> should get in on some of this freshly harvested internet. And while most normal people looking to get in on the action just bought stock in some tech companies, hoping they could ride those dial-up coattails to the top, the Thompsons wanted more. So with the confidence of Tommy's Tommyland-style alter ego, his father's real estate holdings, and Tammy's ability to recall any information she's seen, Tammy and Tommy made an outrageous amount of phone calls, forged an amazing amount of documentation, and brought on a wild number of legitimate investors to attempt to put Toledo on the map as the tech capital of North America. I know what you're thinking. How could a person convince any logical or sane person that Toledo, Ohio is the future of innovation and technology? Not Silicon Valley, but Toledo, Ohio? I'm with you. It seems dumb, but that's exactly what the Thompsons did. They started 50 or more websites for companies that didn't really exist. I mean, they existed, but they were all just Tammy and Tommy. They forged Tommy's father's name, not a hard thing to do when you have the exact same name as your dad, and poses him on multiple occasions. They took out loans in his name. They took out mortgages in his name. They made construction and renovation deals with startups and manufacturing companies on behalf of Thompson Construction and Development, or rather, Toledo Tech technical development, a TCND company. And yes, your average criminal or even advanced ID theft co-op would run themselves ragged trying to keep up with this level of fraud, but the Thompsons were no average criminal operation. Tommy was the type to trip himself up at a first obstacle, but his confidence and delusion on the front end were perfect. He believed every word that came out of his own mouth. And once the first obstacle showed up, there was Tammy in all her glory. She remembered every last detail of every conversation and transaction. She knew secretaries' names. She knew names of bank managers' kids. She called about boats and CEOs. She could pretend she was looking at a spreadsheet and pull accurate numbers out of thin air. She had alter egos and would do different voices for each character. She used her sister's names as monikers for every secretary, middle manager, and recruiter of Toledo Technology and Development, a TCND company. Now, eventually, Something has to break the camel's back in a story like this. Maybe bake statements aren't adding up. Maybe construction keeps getting delayed. Maybe someone skips town and travels all the way around the world forging passports and medical licenses and cool stuff like that. But no, not here. This is way stupider. The eventual tell for our friends at Toledo Technology Development is the fact that Tammy, even when acting as one of her own alter egos, can't not talk about the fact that she's the real fifth sister and her twin sister says that they're both fifth, but she knows she's the real fifth because she's just a little bit older. Am I reading too fast? I got on a roll there. You got on a roll. But I'm fumbling and... No, there's just... There are paragraphs. But I'm just ripping. But, yeah, it doesn't sound like there are paragraphs. It's going too hard? No. Too hard in the paint? No, it's great. Try and dunk too fast. Yeah, yeah. Try and get try and get points on the board. Yeah, yeah, right. Basketball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just just take a lap, you know, like around the court, as they say. That common phrase. Take a lap around the court. <laughs> Talk about practice. Yeah. Go ahead and take a lap. Whatever. Classic. <laughs> Tammy, with all her brilliance, with all her gumption. With her ability to keep everything else straight, 
can't seem to understand that a, <laughs> that a stupid and irrelevant piece of information when repeated multiple times during the same phone call by supposedly different people is the biggest, strangest, dumbest red flag you could throw up. I know that may be hard to follow. I've been reading fast. Mm. So here's an example of a conversation between Tammy, Tanya, who's also Tammy, Tiffany, who is also Tammy, and an investor. Let's call him Ronnie. Tammy. Good morning, Mr. MacArthur. This is Tammy at TTD. I work with Tommy Thompson. We spoke the other day regarding our new project. Is this still a good time for you? I know you're very busy, but Mr. Thompson was so excited to hear that you're looking to get involved. Good morning, Tammy. Great to hear from you. I spoke with your secretary, Tina, the other day, and she said I should expect your call. It sounds like you have a really solid group over there. I'd like to think we do. It's a fun group, but we pride ourselves on getting things done. That's why we try to incorporate our construction and development team so early. They've got some progressive ideas regarding open office space. These are exciting times, and we think our workspaces should reflect that. Sounds great. I'd love to get out there and have a look sometime soon. The renderings you sent over look incredible. We'd love to have you. The Lakefront Project is gorgeous. And if you've never been to the Great Lakes, may I say they're called great for a reason? <laughs> Mr. MacArthur. Please call me Ronnie. Mr. MacArthur is my father. <laughs> you got it, Ronnie. Hey, I've got to get on a plane right now, but I just got... A notice that Tiffany, our lab head, is online. Do you mind if I transfer you over so she can introduce herself and run you through the rest of our onboarding process? No problem. You can do all of that from the airport? You you, you, you can see if she's online and transfer me from the airport? <laughs> we sure can. This is the future, Mr. MacArthur, and we're glad you're going to be a part of it. Good talking with you. Hopping on this plane to go see my sister for the weekend. Twin sister, actually, though we're twins. I'm technically older than she is. I've got four sisters, and technically she has five older sisters. And though she would say we're both fifth, I think we all know that I'm the real fifth sister. <laughs> okay, well... Well, uh, have a nice trip. Thanks. I'll transfer you. Bzz. Tiffany. Hello, Mr. MacArthur. This is Tiffany. Taylor, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Is this a good time for you? Tammy says you're quite busy and I'd like to respect your time. Oh, this is great. Go, go ahead. Perfect. I know we're on the phone now and that's all well and good, but I feel we'd be more efficient working electronically. We do have a lot of email correspondence. Do you work with email already? Uh, somewhat, uh, uh, but we still work with a lot of paper, faxes, and whatnot. I'm pretty comfortable with email, but I'm always available via phone. That's great. I'm sure you'll be quite comfortable with email in no time at all. After all, you're in the technology industry now, and I can guarantee, Mr. MacArthur, that you're working with the best. Toledo is the future, Mr. MacArthur. I'm so sorry to have to do this, but I'm getting another call. Is everything all right? Yes. I, I hate to do this, but it's my baby sister. Strange that she'd call me at work. It must be an emergency. Oh, I completely understand. I mean, I'm sure everything's fine. She's my twin sister, actually. She's still my baby sister, though, as I am the fifth of six sisters, and she's technically the sixth. She says we're both fifth, but everyone knows I'm the real fifth sister since I came out first. I'll put you through to my secretary, Tanya. She'll get you your TTD email set up and get your account info sent over. Again, I'm so sorry. We'll talk soon. You did really good. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, uh, you crushed it. Thanks. Let's go. The call may go on like this for another 15 minutes, with Tammy impersonating various fictional employees whom all happen to have twin sisters that they bring up in conversation for no reason whatsoever. Shocking stuff. After a phone call like this, I assume our friend Ronnie probably assumes that whatever weird prescription drugs he's been abusing are hitting a little hard because there's no way all three of those ladies are the fifth of six sisters and would talk openly about their twin sister on the same phone call to a total stranger. That would would be crazy. Yeah. But that's exactly what happened with hundreds of investors all across North America for two and a half years. Tammy threw in weird little details about her twin sister while talking to hundreds of investors, bankers, and anyone else who would listen. It wasn't until those investors and bankers' paths started to cross that anyone picked up on the fact that the odds of everyone who worked at Toledo Technology Development having a twin sister that they can't stop talking about is pretty low. After this flag goes up, it doesn't take long for the feds to take notice of the Thompson's business dealings. A few calls to Big Tom, as well as Tammy's sisters, who know every detail because Tammy can't keep a secret, and the federal government has an open and shut case regarding Toledo technology development. Tommy and Tammy both serve almost identical sentences of three years in federal prison. Tammy gets out a little early for accidentally giving up valuable information on a few of their shadier investors, the kind of people the feds actually care about, and Tommy gets out a touch late waiting for his fictional lawyer to file the paperwork. By the time they get out, Y2K has come and gone, the Twin Towers no longer exist, and as it turns out, the internet was just a fad, but for the Thompsons, it's like the 90s never ended. They almost instantly get pregnant with twin boys, Travis and Tyler, both of whom later wait tables in tandem at Olive Garden, then go on to practice law in Columbus. Not as lawyers, but as some sort of strange advisors at a law office. Scamming is hereditary, it seems. Tommy and Tammy are then, thanks to the divorce of Big Tom and Brenda, handed the keys to the shopping plaza at Central Ave and MLK. You know, the one with the old burger shed in the parking lot. The burger shed has been turned into a car wash in the 80s, but Tommy likes car washes. So Tommy boosts the tenant and decides to run the car wash his way, like a big weirdo. And despite the fact that they are two vacant spaces in the building, Tammy likes the storefront that's closest to the street, and she removes the only veterinary clinic in the area, replacing it with her very own aerobics studio. Aerobics by Tammy. She started attending aerobics classes while in prison and really fell in love with it. It seems to be her only true passion. She probably loves it more than her kids. Again, it's still 1995 in her mind, but it's it's forever. And all these details come rushing back, though I can't understand why my brain would store such nonsense like this long term, but here I am, present day, standing in the snow in the middle of the night at the corner of Central Ave and MLK in beautiful, majestic Toledo, Ohio, looking at a car wash in the parking lot of a shopping center. The storefronts are dark because it's the middle of the night, but the yellow glow of the vinyl marquee that sits on the street illuminates the snow. The two signs closest to the ground say, coming and soon. The sign above reads, aerobics by Tammy. Above that, just the word, car wash. And above that, in bright red plastic letters popping out of a thin yellow sign, Tommy Land. Because time travel does exist, dreams do come true. Thanks for listening. Join us next time or go ahead and read ahead. You can find Midwestern Pulp, A Love Letter to Lake Erie by Mick Fox at your local independent bookstore or online 
at fortfamily.com. That's F-O-R-T-F-A-M-L-Y. Because there is no I in family. We'll see you next time. Love you guys.